Well, here we are at the end of 2021. Can you believe it? We're just about ready to start in 2022, a brand new year. But as we do, I want to close out our thinking together about the birth of Christ from four different perspectives. We've considered the birth of Christ from Matthew's perspective, that he was presenting Jesus as a king, as the Lord, if you will, the Lord. And as Lord, He deserves our worship. He deserves our absolute obedience. Matthew presents Him as one who comes to direct and lead and guide and protect and care for us as our King. Mark presents Him as the servant. And then last week we talked about Luke presenting Him as the perfect man. He is a man without sin. The writer of Hebrews says, He was tested tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. There's an interesting verse found over in the book of Ezekiel that I'd like to read to you. Uh, it's in Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 10. And it says, As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man, of the four had the face of a lion, and on the right side, and each of the four had the face of an ox, and on the left side, each of the four had the face of an eagle. Now, it's interesting to me, in light of the study we've been doing, that in Ezekiel's uh, prophecy, he talks about one who had the face of a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. Well, the lion, the king, the kingly beast, the, the man, that's, that's, uh, that's Luke's presentation of the perfect man, the ox, that's the presentation of Mark on the servant. But what about the eagle? Well, the last gospel that we'll talk about today in finishing these devotions is the gospel of John. Now, if you're familiar with the gospel of John, you know that there is no birth narrative in John's gospel. But that doesn't mean he doesn't deal with the incarnation. You see, John presents the perspective of the eagle. The eagle is the majestic bird, magnificent in its flight. He lifts us to loftier and, and more sublime heights than any other of the Gospels. Now, John was written to a universal audience. Remember, Matthew's written to the Jews, Mark is written to the Romans, Luke is written to a Greek audience, but John is writing to the world. Remember what he said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, how does John deal with the birth narrative? Well, here it is in John chapter one and verse one. He talks about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then down in verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. My dear friend, isn't that a magnificent passage? You see, that's the birth narrative from John's perspective. John doesn't take us back to Abraham like Matthew did. John doesn't take us back to Adam like Luke did. John takes us all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. 
In other words, Jesus pre-existed creation. And that word which pre-existed creation became flesh at a point in time. We call that Christmas. We call that the birth narrative of Christ. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. What an amazing, amazing insight into Christmas. So when we think about Christmas this year, when you look at that baby in a manger, know that even though in in his flesh he was born a little over 2,000 years ago, that that as the God-man he pre-existed that manger. The Word has been from the beginning. He was there when the Father spoke this world into existence. There's never been a time when He did not exist. Well, so what? Well, here's the so what. Jesus is King. We need to worship Him. Jesus is perfect man. We must honor Him. Jesus came to serve, and we must serve like Him. And Jesus is God, and we must bow to Him. My dear friend, God bless you as you finish this year, and as you begin a new year. God bless you.